What is up, everyone? This is Sarah G, and it is Gen Z Gab. Let's get into it. This week has been a very interesting week for me for a variety of reasons, as it's most of my life. And I just want to say, once again, even if you're not going to agree with this, I just want to give a shout out, mood, my Monday mood is to all the pharmacists and doctors that constantly work, you know, to make sure that we can be stable. And I say pharmacists because, like I said, ADHD, I was without my medication for over a week about. Let me just tell you, and before anybody comes after me, it is hard when you have ADHD. And also it is hard when you have the hyperactive kind and you went your whole life pretty much being told you had inattentive or not really. And then suddenly you get tested when you're 23 because you're starting to lose your mind every 10 seconds. So again, if you're new here and you're concerned about your own situation, please... I know the whole situations are hard, especially with how things are going in the world, but if you have an opportunity to get tested, go for it. I only say that is because my life has slowly started to make more sense and all the maybe weird things that I used to do, which aren't weird, but then people get mad at me for saying they're weird, if that makes sense. But anywho, I am slowly getting back. And it's just refreshing to see how funny and interesting, you know, to see how much it helps. And it's not just like, and I know different articles say different things, but, it, you know, your stomach and your brain and all of that work together. And like I said, I've got chronic illness and oddly enough, it helps with that too. So it's the big circle of life in a weird ass way is all I'm going to say, and it'll go on with my discussion today about the new Grey's Anatomy season. But first, let's hold again more space for Iran because it is still a super important topic to talk about, and I think that we need to keep giving it as much coverage as humanly possible, and so on and so forth. So let's dive in. So I am going to be talking about the new season of Grey's Anatomy. And the funniest part is I've been, you know, trickling in and out here and there for the past few years. Obviously, I loved the COVID season as much as a lot of people hated that. I loved the beach. I loved everything about it, bringing back, giving more closure like they wanted to other characters. And last night just was, again, the, like I said, a reset button, but everyone, and I can agree with this, is probably in love with baby Derek, aka his nephew Lucas. Oh my gosh, like, not even just, like, his, his beautiful day to save lives, like, put me over the edge. I've watched it twice, and I've rewatched that clip everywhere at least a hundred times and I can't wait to see this side of Amelia she's like 
back at it, really bailing it. And you can just see, I knew from the beginning when they teased the trailer, well, I didn't know, but I was like, someone's got to be related. And I don't know why, but of course they chose the wavy hair guy. And I like how it mirrors a lot of different things. I will say, though, the oldest intern is Harry from Glee. Like, when I was seeing him, I'm like, he looks familiar. I wonder what he's from. And then I remember the era that I haven't really watched a lot of it. And I didn't really, wasn't allowed to watch it. But the point was, I've seen him in other things as well. And I just realized he turned 40 this year, so uh, nothing against you, Harry, but I'm kind of thinking you're leaning towards the oldest intern and the way that you're acting and the way that they call younger and younger this season is kind of a joke. But then I realized if, hypothetical, anyone from Grey's Anatomy is listening to this, a lot of those interns are around my age, so yeah. Anywho, that was so, um, I loved just, even though the episode in itself had some obviously sad moments, which was good, I liked, again, hitting the reset button, seeing the different effects, just focusing on interns again, which I know was kind of the goal, but just that whole situation and Levi is now chief resident. I'm sorry for the spoilers, but just Levi was the underdog in his class, the baby George. And it's just so interesting. I love Nick Marsh's character. And it's just so fantastic. At the end when Teddy and Owen come back and he's like just trying to downplay everything and just, you know, it's going to be an interesting season with how everything kind of unfolds. But I'm definitely vibing so far with it. And I think that not a lot of people, you know, have said, oh, it should be over. But you know what? At this point, yes and no. I mean, it's too late to kind of do the spinoff. But... I am actually here for it. It made, again, me feel like it was back kind of in the good old days, the best era. I'm trying to figure out which one of them is like the Christina, because apparently there's one that co-responds to some of the original ones, and obviously I can't really say who belongs with who, but it was definitely cool that they played... A lot of the original songs too as well from the first season and it just was very refreshing it's also really funny I know it's mean to say but to see Maggie just suddenly become like I don't want to say pessimistic but she is like you know she she went from being this like bright-eyed person and again it's working out well everything but just her you know, no nonsense towards 
just the interns, etc., that it just worked out really hilariously that she's just like, I'm done, moving on. Okay, you know how to close? You close you close this right now. And then she was like looking at one of the interns, the brand new interns, and he's just trying to help her from all of this because he already knows that this is not going to go well. So that, yeah, we love that. But I am so excited for next week's episode. And I know Kate Walsh is coming back. So that's really cool just to see the parallels. But she obviously knew Lucas as a baby baby. And Meredith, of course, probably called her in because she's like, not just because of like what is going on with OB right now in the world, but you can already see that the three aunts or aunt type that is going to be a very interesting day. But when you watch again, when you watch it all, it completely makes sense. And I love again, Amelia in this role as teacher, even though you can tell she wants to kill each and every one of them. You know, there's always that one, like, again, there's a chief resident, that's Levi. There is going to probably be some other residents, but the attendings that are all there, like, are the main characters. It's it's definitely going to be, I hope at least, a little more of that humorous side that they kind of played on in the first season, second season, just, I know there'll be drama because that is the show, but it's really hard not to be rooting for them. And I loved it again when Meredith went to Amelia, like, you don't see it. You do not see it, which of course she does see it. And it, plays back into, like, why Bailey Shepard and Ellis Shepard, the Grey Shepard kids, drive her nuts because especially Ellis is a miniature version of Amelia. She may look like her Grey family, but she is from everything, like the perfect combo of Meredith and Amelia. And Amelia, that's why she always is like, I... I don't see it. I don't see it at all whenever someone says something to her. So that's kind of cool. It's definitely going to be interesting to see who's his parents, who's everyone else's. You learn a lot of layers for a bunch of people throughout the Grey's Anatomy. Their stories, what things people will do to get ahead. I mean... There's just a lot. Mika, I definitely say I'm really rooting for. I like Simone. She's got that kind of, I guess in a way, yes, she's got the Meredith kind of vibe. Like she's got a lot of secrets. Who's actually going to be her person? I don't know. I honestly think that Jules was kind of supposed to mirror more Meredith, but at the end, I kind of 
paid attention and the only thing she did was, you know, the Link situation. And I love Link and Joe back on their just bestie kind of terms. It didn't work out, but that's fine. And I like the terms that they went back to and more of just that she can make fun of him, he can make fun of her. But she was, you know, in a really bad bind. So she just said to him, go and talk to Meredith. Also, Meredith is hilarious because she threw that like iconic look at me kind of like she does in season five where even George said she is going really, really, really Bailey um, when all the interns had their situation <laughs> with the email and so on and so forth. Check out season five, episode 18, I think. And yes, I loved Lexi because I had a great memory like her. So it's just, you know, racking up some memories. And I think that's great for a variety of reasons. But it's just hilarious to watch all of them. And, you know, Weber, the one that, you know, has always kind of been critical is like now kind of he does like an underdog to root for. But he and Catherine just going off because they're just living life now with her whole cancer situation, which is cool. And it's very eye-opening. She's stable, they reveal, but it's just very eye-opening to hear them say, when you go out of the country, you start to think a little differently. And that's why they chose who they chose. And, you know, Bailey's always on her high horse, and I hope they bring back more Bailey from season one to the table, or three, because she got a little, yep. But I can tell, though, I still like her, because she's true. But you can already see, though, she's intrigued. She might not have come back yet to be Chief Bailey, etc. She's got enough going on with her son. I can't believe Tuck is actually in his senior year of high school. And then they adopted a bit, like they got guardianship adopted another kid from station 19. Cause I love all that. So she had a lot on her plate, not to mention the residency program falling through the cracks. Like girl needed a break. Like we'll give it to her there, but she's still on her high horse. Cause she's Dr. Bailey and some stuff they do is hypocritical. All, all of those doctors, but it'll, it'll work through. And I feel like, yeah, if I was going to pin Lucas as being someone besides Amelia and Derek, he's probably like Steve from Lexi's group. really wonder what happened to him because he weirdly showed up randomly in like a season 15 episode, never saw him again. And he was one of the best next to Lexi in my mind from that group. So, just just a thought, if anyone's listening, I love the black scrubs that Joe put out for the OB as a statement, and it's just rebirth, all that fun stuff. But again, the funniest besides, you know, Link's whole situation, 
and some of those intern moments, like with Meredith yelling at her nephew, which again, she will straight up yell at everyone and people will know even once they figure out who Lucas is, they'll already know he is not getting preferential treatment. Heck, his own aunt, his blood-related aunt, Amelia, thinks that he should be kicked out. Whereas Meredith would be like, I would give him a chance with Nick's story. I give it Derek would have given him a chance. And Derek would have said to give Amelia a chance, even though they had their own issues. So it's all just really full circle moment. Like Amelia's like, I am now this person. I am now this. I hate my life. I am now this fucking person that has to do the job. I am the old wise adult now. And I can't help but laugh because it's just, it goes back to last season. And yes, I did watch the last season episodes with, you know, Addison and just all those clips. I I can't help myself. I am just so in love with just the little clips to keep you engaged. Now this season, again, I will probably watch the whole entire season. Why? Because it's just giving me that good of a vibe. And again, besides the fact Teddy and Owen were hilarious at the end, just popping in when he's like, uh, yeah, I won't need to be supervised that long. How's that long? I love how Meredith's like, I have known you guys for so many years. So what is not that long correlate to six months? So yeah, that's, that's not the best. That's, we're not going to go to that. So, but it's all good. I definitely have a lot of good vibes out for this season. I think Nick, I've mentioned before, but he has some Derek qualities, which is no surprise. He has that underdog. He gives people chances. I mean, even Alex was a underdog. He got C's. He's, it's like a class full of Alex's. And even though we didn't love Karev in the beginning, we love him now and he's our golden child. So I bet Meredith saw a lot of Alex too in these people that she's interviewing. It's just, there's, there's a story. There's going to be more layers, but yeah, as far as favorite interns go, obviously I think the world will say Lucas is pretty high up there. Then it's Mika, Simone. So those are the top three. It does not matter the order, I actually would argue in this case, because they're all three. So well done. I like Jules. I, I don't know much more right now. I She'll probably grow on me, too. But she's not giving me... I, it's not a bad thing that she's so neutral in my mind. I think she's got, again, a few funny scenes. And understanding a little bit of what's her pieces that she likes about, you know, cardiology. That's a little bit, again, some of those older original characters. But I don't know. You already know what I think about what's-his-face. Sorry, I have to double-check his name. Benson, yeah. No one likes Benson. (laughs) And maybe that's more of the Alex. But 
again, it's just like, no one's giving me though. And I think that's good in a lot of ways. No one's giving me baby George vibes. And I know people are going to be like, Sarah, well, why, why don't you want, just because George is one of those where I would never really want another going through another one of those. I do think, though, that all of them will mess up at some point, and especially because, again, bottom of the barrel, but the fact that, yeah, just watching the chemistry between all the actors, it's very well cast from a standpoint of the things that I've learned in acting classes, etc., just because I want to mention that before. And, yeah, hopefully we'll see more things along the way. If you don't follow Mama Erin on TikTok, if you have a TikTok, please do. She is, like, the big central hub. She has a podcast. She's had people from the cast actually go on her podcast. Like, Caddy Stricken? Caddy Strickland. Yeah, she had her. She had... I think Katarina Scorsine, I am Amy Brennan. I don't know. I've seen different clips of things, so don't quote me on all this. And obviously, if any of them listen to it, I am so sorry, especially to Katarina for butchering your last name because I know Spanish, but such is life. Say la vie. I will get better. As you can see, I am putting my foot in my mouth like all the interns did last night. So we are going to switch gears for a quick second. And I'm going to just talk about every little thing kind of that's been going on in my life between jobs, friends, whatever, etc. Think weird conversation I get in with family just because I think it needs to be said. First off, if you're ever getting all these dating app, friendship apps that you should be making friends with, first of all, I applaud anyone for trying them. But second, I have done enough research where I'm going to just say, you're wasting your time. Don't listen to the influencer. The only reason that I'm saying that is I now see like little 13-year-olds who probably shouldn't even have to worry about that. Um fucking like freaking out that they don't have any of that and I'm just sitting here like they suck again I don't care if those apps come after me but every time I see one of those ads I'm like yep and then the majority of people that I know that are in similar boats with me always go yeah it really doesn't work I mean yeah it's funny to see like people's reactions to you know how life just how life's going versus actually going. But, you know, it's also funny to see that they don't work in, again, the Grey's universe. They make jokes of it. So that's good. I also want to say job applications suck so much. Like, I can say that I'm applying to and I'm making a little bit of money off of TikTok. Yeah, I'm applying to so many jobs and nobody responds, which I get it. They don't. It's been a theme of mine on here. I've been going live on TikTok trying to make connections and all that. 
which again, that gets tiring. But I will say it's nothing like what Michaela said, you know, even though it was from last year, but we don't need to have that energy in here. I just want to specify that before anyone comes after me. I'm not saying, but I do think that it does just interestingly enough go into with how much that you have to like the social media mental toll that social media takes on you in your comparison, but it's not harder like than a nine to five job. I will not say that it is not harder than being a nurse or anything in the medical field. Again, it is not harder than any of those things. I just wanted to specify at least what I've noticed when I've tried to become more of a full-time creator just with how your brain spending more time on social media gets. It's what psychologists may have been talking about. But yeah, aside from that, also can we talk about how many people are getting wrapped up in this Kanye drama? Here's the thing. I applaud Gigi Hadid for standing up. I applaud all the people. But, dude, it's just, it's one of those, at this point in time, like, I'm not trying to stigmatize him in any way, but seriously, just pull his freaking social media accounts. I know you can do it. But, yeah, and that's just where I know that I shouldn't be talking because that's just feeding into more of that stuff, but it's true. And all the drama that's going on with the Kardashians, etc. I mean, it's like I have to be rooting for them when he does this shit. So that's 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 even more horrible. And then people then make the argument of like we give attention to him, Trisha Paytas, Gabby Hanna. True. And we probably shouldn't be looking and laughing and at a microscope. I get that. It's just holy crap. Like, what are we actually doing? What are these people doing here? And I ask it constantly because I I don't think people are actually living in reality when they're watching this stuff. Similar to the, like, Adam Levine situation and so on and so forth. I mean, there's so much pop culture stuff. I mean, Giselle Bunch and Tom Brady. And again, I go back to BFF pods, and I know, I know, I know, Sarah, you are digging yourself a bigger trench, but here's the problem. What kind of 40-year-old in their right freaking mind is going to be bugging these teenagers that look really uncomfortable with answering the question? And I know, I know, nothing is off freaking limits, but I'm sorry. Why is he on there? Why is he allowed to do that? Why does he get to ask these questions when he has so many allegations against himself that he is wrapping up so quietly and that nobody seems to be talking about? And people go, he's just keeping it real. Okay. He's just keeping it real. At 40-something, invading like 13 to 20-year-old girls' life? Sure, let's, let's go with that. Okay, let's work with that. Not to mention that... Call her daddy had some issues with him. And it, it, it the rabbit hole goes, like, you don't want to know. And I know that I'm sounding very redundant, but, again, it's the never-ending cycle of the media going round and round and round and round that it's so hard to keep up. But the thing is, yeah, I don't really want to talk about Giselle Bunchen and Tom Brady. Here's the thing. 
Brady is screwing up. That's all I can say. He is screwing the fuck up. He has had everything and whatever. I don't need to fall into that whole drama sequence. Yes, I'm sort of talking about it, but the people I feel bad for are Giselle, the kids, and even a little bit the ex because she seems to have a healthy co-parenting relationship. That's the one thing I wanted to applaud, but that's neither here nor there. I just am like, holy crap, all the headlines after headlines after headlines. And then the whole thing with Brangelina, Brad, and Angelina's stuff, that story is getting wilder. It seems again like another Amber Heard, and I just I just go, what is happening right now? Because again, people are unfortunately focused again more on that, except for the fact that I can't believe, not that I don't want people talking about Iran, and not that we shouldn't, but Chelsea Hart is talking about it. They're talking about it. Chelsea Hart. You already know what that's gonna be. Oh, God. Woomblands, here we come. Getting back to it. It's just, yeah, crazy. Aside from that, though, I have been doing lives a lot on TikTok, and I've been doing a thing called kind of the Gen Z Halloween, where I've been showing all these different clips from all these holiday specials. And I find it really funny because, again, with the ADHD, I find myself rewatching a lot of things from the old past that kind of, it's kind of a weird soothing thing. I don't know. Like, people have done studies where they say that they know, when you know the ending, it's easier to watch, especially for people with ADHD and anxiety. And it's just something that I challenge anyone that has it to try that out. It's kind of like that bilateral calming the nervous system. So if you're curious about that, go check it out. I am going to be here next week. We will talk about more of the Halloween, more about the Grays, more about just everything and anything. Hope you have a great week. Gab on. Gab on.